Hey, we're Ramones of the Day, and this is Main Man. One, two, three, four! Hey guys, welcome to Ramones of the Day, the podcast examining every Ramones song alphabetically from 53rd to the word zero. I'm Molly. And I'm Philip. And today we are discussing the song Main Man by 1992's... We're into the 90s here. Mondo Bizarro. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Ramon's 12th studio album. Yep. Uh, this song is written by the DD and Daniel Ray. There's a the in front of DD? <laughs> yeah, the DD. Okay. That'd be amazing if that was his name, the DD. Um, Philip of this podcast has given this song the category of a fight song. Yeah, I did. Great. He, seems, he sounds like he really wants to punch a guy. No. Okay. You want to punch a guy? Okay. Let let me let me let me offer up another suggestion. Okay. That this song is about heroin. All right. And this would be a song about misbehaving because we're talking about heroin. Wow. I did. I took it way more literally. Please, I would love for you to. Well, I can see it in there, but it seems like he's all alone. And he's his own main man. He's the only person who's looking out for himself. Okay. And, you know, he has like a heart of stone or something. And okay. And he'll, he'll beat you up and then he'll take your girlfriend. And Sure. I feel like, I feel like fighting, my version of fighting in this allows for like fighting against all odds. That type sure. Of and even though the song does have something to do with taking heroin, that's not the whole idea behind the song. I, and yeah. that, that would be fueling the fight, essentially. Okay. Sure. Is what you're saying. I'll, I will allow that. Okay, great. All right, yeah. I'll buy it. Okay. But you but you put, you are a big champion of heroin. <laughs> well, here's a, well, here's a, oh, yeah. Well, we'll get into that in a second. But um, this song is also, I would say, if we're just talking strictly about our own categories, if we're going to sidebar on that for a second. We are. Fighting is misbehaving. Sure. So potentially, mm. yeah, we, we're splitting hairs on these categories. Yeah. Okay. I didn't think about that. I mean, this I, is super technical and really important. Um, it is. We, <laughs> but might want to mull everything. that over. Yeah. <laughs> might want to mull that over. Uh, the Ramones played this song 41 times in their okay. illustrious career. Um, that's a pretty... Do you have any dates on that? Note. I do not have any dates That'd be that. interesting to know. Because this is their 11th studio album. They only did... Or, sorry. This is their... Sorry. I take that back. 12th, 12th yeah. studio album. And they only did, yeah, uh, only did 14. 14. Yeah. I mean, so, it's late in there. Yeah. And you figure it's the new guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, does 40... Do, okay, let me ask you this question. Does playing this song 40 times mm-hmm. between during the, the last three albums of their career seem like a lot? I feel like it kind of does seem like a lot. It does... It feels low a lot. Like not the maximum. I would. I think once you get up to the near a hundred, that's like. But that'd I mean, be the biggest amount, right? Look but, at look at another song we just talked about. Um, Love kills. Uh, even hundred. A hundred times they played that. Yeah, but that had ten more years on. That's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's. Sure. I don't know. I. I okay. I don't know. Yeah, that seems high. You know what? I'm gonna stick with fight song. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, this this song, I have only a little uh, um, facts about this, uh, but one of them is that this is one of the Bail Him Out songs. 
that Dee Dee wrote. Bail him out. In exchange for the Ramones bailing him out of jail. Oh, he gave love them that. songs. I love that. This is one of those. After he left the band. Yes. Right. So for for anybody listening who doesn't know, Dee Dee, the bassist, left the band. The Dee Dee. The Dee Dee. And like still just gave the band songs. Well, because he he's he needed to. Well, he needed to, but also the dude's writing ten songs a day. <laughs> yeah. There's also, and, and I have not found uh, definitive evidence. That was hyperbole, by the back way. In the, right. Um, the, I've not found definitive backup for this, but some some scuttle on the internet talked about how this maybe was kind of like a shady, crappy deal that like sort of screwed Dee Dee oh, over really? out of it. Mm. And I haven't really found, I mean, there's not. Yeah. I'm not going to read court, you know stenographer notes and i'm not i have not found anything else that says oh the pleasure of reading stenographer notes <laughs> but it's, it's on the shorthand um just a, a tree in a park a, a fizzy water wait, and this a... is the this is a stenographer's dream journal <laughs> um mm. no but the, some some people some ramones fans have kind of especially some dd defenders the dd defenders mm-hmm. uh have pointed out at these to these songs and saying that like maybe he was sort of like you know bullied into it or you know just like put in a situation where it's not a supportive oh we'll help you out and do sure. this it's more it's like you better a, do this thing or you're gonna rot in jail yeah something yeah. like that um so yeah that's not so good um okay i have uh one fact from our own show oh my goodness um which was that uh when this song was brought on board, however you want to say it, uh, to the album, um, it wasn't necessarily checked off right away to be, oh, that's a CJ song. He performed his way into it. Oh. That he sang the demos. Mm-hmm. And I guess the band liked it enough. They're like, you know, just let the kid do it. Love it. Which is nuts. Also, in a way. I love a CJ. <laughs> yep. I mean, I think he does a great job on this song. Sure. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Yeah. Um, uh, that's really all the facts I had. So okay. I don't have many more facts. Well, I've got a few more facts here. Okay. Um, so CJ is on bass, as we've discussed. Um, Ed Stasium is actually producing this album. We got him back. Got him back. CJ singing, as we've already said. And then this was the first album that they did after a three-year period where they didn't make any albums. Yeah, I guess so. So they left Sire, who they'd been with forever. Mm-hmm. And they, and I mean, I, I guess why I thought this fact was so interesting is because this is a band that did like two songs a year sometimes yeah two, yeah, yeah two albums, two albums. and so crazy so the idea that they took three years off i was like wow mm-hmm. um and then so they left siren they they came back on radioactive was their new a true comeback in a way because you have those that time off you're right yeah so anyway um no it hadn't really there there's that. a guitar solo there is in this song how do you how did you feel about this guitar you're somebody who likes the music <laughs> i'm I'm fine with this guitar solo. Okay. Um, and I couldn't find any reference to anybody else playing on this song. Do we think it's Johnny? Oh, no. Um, <laughs> a, 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 a common, what do I want to say? Not common law, but the, the common belief is that oftentimes there's a session man or a producer, so it's possible it was Ed Stasium doing the guitar solo huh. since he was producing it and he can play guitar. Yeah. Um, I don't know what happened during those 41 times they played it live. Yeah, but I they just they play just the track underneath. The, they just hit it, uh, um, <laughs> and Johnny stops when he's doing points to the booth and actually says, "Hit it, <laughs> hit it, boys." Uh, no, um, 
Yeah, but there is a guitar solo. You're right. Mm-hmm. We should really, in all of our uh, charts and graphs, we should have really kept track of actual guitar solos. No, it's really interesting. And chart... This is so nerdy, but chart Super like, nerdy. which ones has the most? Was there like a trend ever or was it just kind of sporadic? Because yeah. I get the feeling after the first one or two, it's more sporadic than anything. It's definitely higher later in the years, but yeah. not. As their songs become more Baroque in nature. Yeah, but they're still not like, I mean, some of the solos we would count are literally one note solos. So Yeah. <laughs> Or, or one note with a wah-wah pedal. Yeah, I mean, it's not... <laughs> Seems like two notes, but it's really you just made one. It in. <laughs> you made it in, but just barely. Um, just to do something totally different, uh, okay. I found this really annoying article. Right. Well, it's not even an article. It's just a review mm-hmm. about Mondo Bizarro in general from um, Entertainment Weekly back from 1992. And I just wanted to read it because I think it illustrates a point that we try to make here a lot. And I'll, okay. I'll read the article first. Uh, it says, um, The Ramones became a punk rock institution through their single-minded devotion to one thing. Elementary tunes with stupid lyrics played hard and simple. Uh, ideally, every great Ramones song sounds like every other. Creative ambition has been the band's occasional undoing. Hmm. So it, it, there's not much more, but I'm just going to stop there. Uh I think what I found so frustrating about this review, and by the way, then they gave it a B plus, but um, they really? gave Mondo Bizarro B plus, which is like okay. I, the fact that they have stupid lyrics, elementary tunes, maybe okay, you know, yeah, sure. just based on a lack of chords in their general oeuvre, right? But stupid lyrics, first of all, I thought was super demeaning, mm. and really. Uh, a misunderstanding of a lot of what the band is doing. I mean, I think we talk about it all the time why I love so much about the DD. Mm-hmm. The DD's lyrics are that they're, they may seem simple, but there's a whole world going on in the song that is mm. open to this lovely interpretation. It's like poetry, you know? So I thought that was really diminutive. And awful. I feel like that's also really cut and paste. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then, ideally, every great Ramones song sounds like every other. I mean, that's the thing we've been saying on the show all along is that the Ramones songs are very different from each other, and every album is very different from every and other album they've done. And isn't that also painting them into a corner that they can't succeed? So then you would then later say, like, when they do the same thing, they're like they're just doing the same thing. Yeah. Like, so it's, what do you want? It's so obnoxious. But anyway, I just felt like. You know, there's a lot of talk about the Ramones curse and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. I don't know about that. But I do think that, unfortunately, not um, Mondo Bizarro. Is this the album with the... No, no, no. I was thinking about the album they have with the apes on the cover. Um, oh, that's But anyway, uh, that a lot of times people, I think they're just not really listening to them. They just, <laughs> you know what I mean? They hear it and they just kind of sure. go, oh, I heard that. They're not going through song by song? Well, they're not even really listening, Hmm. you know? Anyway. I mean, yeah, you can't account for taste, but I I get what you're saying. Like, I I feel like this is a band out of, you know, there's there's a few like that where you're like, it seems very easy to dismiss the whole catalog. And there's a couple cutoff points you could make. Yeah. To just kind of ease yourself off of it. But if you actually, like, Pay attention to it. Just like there's actually, but I think a, a more refined ear Picks hears up the sure. the complexity of what this band is doing. You know, yeah. And it says more about that reviewer that she's, 
you know, condensing them mm. with that language. Anyway. That's good facts. Anyway. Reading reading facts. Not really facts, just me ranting about. Um, I'm, I'm done with my facts. I'm ready to move on to feelings. Please, let's do it. Let's feel. Let's um, feel a little. So as we said, this is another one of those that feels like it's almost odd that someone other than the person who wrote it is singing it to me. Okay. Um, and it's funny in a way that like the guy who wrote it and possibly had it as early as 1989 wrote it. The DD. The DD wrote it like I'm my main man. Don't want nothing from no one. It's almost written from a perspective of someone who is not in a group. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. no one has my back. It's just me. So me and this band are going to sing it. Doesn't quite, it's like the, so you feel purposes. this should only be on a solo album. I feel like this should only be on a solo album. <laughs> it, I mean, it, in, if you're just looking at that, yeah, no, it's interesting. it does kind of seem like, yeah. like, you could almost think like there would be some point where Marky didn't hear the lyrics until one day he was like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> been helping you you know like yeah it, you it's i don't know it's also perfect for them in that way because it totally fits the story and it fits their character sure but yeah that was the thing that well the only other thing that's sort of funny about it is that all of these songs written by vdd are so raw and dirty and mostly about heroin and sure. then here comes cj like an 18 year old kid from the army he's you know he's so plucky you can almost hear in his voice like how sure. plucky he is so yeah, there's yeah. something funny about that you know yes well, it's like it sounds so clean the... and and yeah tight and unmessy get, yeah am i getting a song about girls oh no <laughs> oh no 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 no, no. nope you're, this one, your your heart is one of stone. Yeah, you actually say those words. <laughs> like, oh, all right. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a lot to ask. And it's so funny too because the band brings on CJ to basically take over for the DD, mm-hmm. and uh, in a lot of ways he's perfect for that thing because he does have that like the punctual DD. Yeah, the punctual mm-hmm. DD, but also oh, that's kind of like a double entendre punctual. Yeah. Oh, but um, ooh, that's good. But he is. In a lot of ways, so opposite from Dee Dee, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that always makes me laugh sometimes. Uh, even in how they sing, I mean, CJ's voice is so polished, and even though he's a punk guy, by comparison, yeah, yes, to Dee Dee, which is just like sloppy noise sometimes, you know, <laughs> like, like you said, you call him the Popeye of the band, but yeah, it's really like... funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he is. Well, with all that said, I do like this song. Quite a bit. I like this song not, a lot. I'm not going to say I love it, but I do really like this song. Okay. Um. Do you have a most valuable? Well, I just Molly. I want to read one last quote. Oh, before okay, I tell ahead. you my most valuable player, uh, from the YouTube, mm-hmm. and this one's from Pomona Punk Rock, and she says, "Why, or maybe it's a boy? Why would anyone dislike this song?" Can and I that's how it? I feel when I listen to the song. I love this song. It's great. I love the way it ends. I love that guitar riff. I love how plucky CJ is when he's singing about being alone. You know what's funny? <laughs> Going back to your comment about it being about heroin or not. Yeah. I wonder if the pluck is what's throwing me off the scent. That the sure. spin he's putting into it. Yeah. And maybe that's how he like sang his way into it is they got this song from Didi and like, oh my God. This <laughs> is a real so downer, dude. <laughs> clearly a downer about yeah. heroin. But then this guy maybe charges it with a little more of like yeah no one's looking out for me but i'm looking out for 
it becomes I'm looking out for me rather than no one's looking out for yeah, me. Yeah, it almost becomes a... It's a positive way instead of a negative. Yeah, um, all words are escaping me now. A song? In, entitling? No. Uh, empowering. Empowering. Is it Thank becomes you. an empowerment Yeah, almost. Song. Right. It's the I'm every woman of... Uh, <laughs> of, of heroin. Of heroin Of songs. heroin jail dude songs. <laughs> Um, well, that was your stalling. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give this one to CJ. I am too, <gasps> for the reason I just said. What? What? Man. I really think if we had started, if we had looked back at episode one, Us. It's hard to do said, that. And said, how many times are you going to give the most valuable to CJ? We would not have named however many we have. I would have been like, which one's CJ again? We would have done way more. (laughs) We've done way more. And I think it's in things like this where it's like, oh, he does really kind of like, like, I don't think of Joey singing the song, which doesn't always happen. There's sometimes where I'm like, I wonder how that would have gone. But this one feels like, yeah. No, I I could totally see. I could totally hear Joey singing this song. It it, it reminds me a little bit, like if Joey was on the song of, uh, um, Upside down, sorry, bit bungo goes to Berlin or whatever. Uh, my brain is hanging upside down. <laughs> yeah, my brain is hanging upside down. Thank okay. you. I could see if Joey was on the song, they would kind of sound a little bit like that. Um, but yeah, you know, the Ramones, and I think it's a testament to CJ that when after a bazillion years in the business <laughs> of putting out a bazillion albums, they bring on somebody new to this band that everybody in the world is like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we like it. We're, good. We're into it. It's cool. Everybody you know? in there. I feel like that's what I was saying. It was like the cutoff points. I feel like him showing up is an easy cutoff point for some people. I I, I have gotten that vibe from some. Yeah. Where like I kind of lost track after DU left, and I was like, I get it. Yeah, yeah, totally. But that's an also an easy time to say like, okay, yep. The one of the chief songwriters, I'm bowing out. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, fought his way in. Fought his way in. Did a great Into job. Our hearts. Into our hearts. Oh well, I don't have anything else. Okay, great. So, hey guys, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you thought that was fun. Uh, main man. You can find us at Ramones of the Day Podcasts on Twitter and Facebook. So choose your poison. We love we love a hangout there. We love your pics. We love to chat. We like articles about, uh, I want to say it was the anniversary today, the 33rd year anniversary of Too Tough to Die. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we like little bits like that and we love chatting you up there. And join us next week. We'll be discussing Making Monsters for My Friends on Ramones of the Day. (laughs) 